on, everybody out there listening? My name's Nick, and sitting over here to my left is Craig. Hello. Today is, uh, the day we're recording this is April 9th, 2020. I want to start out today's episode with a little tribute, memoriam, to uh, John Prine. If you listen to our past episode, I think it was last week, we had mentioned John Prine had come down with the COVID-19. And as of the, on April 7th, 2020, he passed away. I'd like to take a moment of silence for Mr. John Prine. Thank you. I'd like to leave you with some words of wisdom from Mr. Prine from one of his songs, one of my favorite songs of his. Here you go. Blow up your TV. Throw away your paper. Go to the country. Build you a home. Plant a little garden. Eat a lot of peaches. Try and find Jesus on your own. Thank you. That's pretty good words. Go ahead, Craig. Um, especially in times like now. I mean, the TV and the news has got us all worked up. Yeah, it does. The people that got the best made is the ones that live in the country self-sufficient with a garden and Jesus. And if they don't have a TV, they don't know what's going on, so they're just happy as they've always been. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yep. Yep. Rest in peace, John. Um, so is there anything else really going on? No. Um, this little uh, section of our podcast has gotten a little dried up. We normally talk about sports <laughs> or something fun, something exciting, but there's literally nothing. Well, uh, except turkey season opens Saturday. Yeah, they're okay. Ooh, <laughs> you gonna I went, go? I am going. Yeah. It's gonna get cold. Gonna be stinking freezing tonight, tomorrow night. Gonna get some snow. Hey, they're calling for it. Are they? I just said that. Now they said there was a chance, and then I heard some guy say there was a chance of snow next week. Huh. Well, let it snow. Uh, might as well. Can't nobody do nothing. Can't do nothing anyway. Didn't yeah. have any snow this winter. Then all this stuff blows in. Might as well give us a blizzard. Yeah, good old 2020. People might get outside if it came a blizzard. Like, oh, snow, let's go play. <laughs> now, now in Buncombe County, you'll get arrested for that. Nah, yeah. Buncombe okay. County, where Asheville is. <laughs> yeah. North Carolina. Their new proclamation is uh, it runs until... Well, it has no end date. The end date's literally whenever they decide to end it. So, that's fun. So, uh, um, I went fishing yesterday. Can't you think? I caught one little smallmouth. That's it? Smallmouth, that's all I caught. You gonna go fishing tomorrow? Tomorrow is Friday. I'm off work. Uh, tomorrow's good Friday, ain't it? It is good Friday. It's, let's hope it's a good Friday. Uh... <laughs> gonna be in the 40s and windy so probably not God but i might is it really gonna be that cold tomorrow yeah i need to be looking at the weather i guess i didn't know that it's supposed to be windy it was windy as crap today but it was up in the 60s so it wasn't too bad tomorrow's it's gonna feel pretty cold out there with the wind blowing yeah that's it's true so i'm not sure what i'm gonna do tomorrow so there's still no sports have we had any, uh, let's read some fan mail. Okay, we can do that. We do have some fan mail. We haven't done that in a while. We've been uh, sidetracked. Yeah, we can. Here's a message. Uh, 
let's see. This is actually a, somebody talking about our last episode, the Georgia Guidestones. Guidestones of Georgia. Um, Georgia. There's a lot here. Let's pull a quote Georgia. out, though. Georgia. Georgia. <clears throat> Georgia. Georgia. Ah, this, okay. <laughs> he put a bunch in here. We'll respond directly to him, but. One of his things he said that I actually liked. He said, well, I liked it all, but one of the things I want to tell everybody he said was, why don't you create your own mystery? I think Nick is right. R.C. Christian was just trying to stir the pot. Yep. So maybe we should. I could come up with some daggum good mysteries. Maybe we should have our own. What? what? We should hide <clears throat> a tr- bury a... I mean, me and you, we're bury both poor, but if we, we could bury something... And write a book about it and say, find this treasure. Like them guys, there's been a few people do things like that. Yeah, that's true. I would love, I, I could come up with some good stuff. Hmm. We should do it, Craig. We could. Well, there was one time when I was a kid, um, remember we went on a vacation to Land Between the Lakes, and they have that, uh, that Civil War place. Uh, yeah, I bought some. Ground. I bought some. For some reason, I bought some <laughs> Confederate reproduction, Confederate yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember what I did with it? At one time. Yeah, you put it. You went and we were at Mama and Papa's house, and you went and put it under a box. I did I? And well, said, we our got cousins buried treasure. were little, so <laughs> buried treasure. I, yeah, I acted like it was buried treasure, and, and they, they were excited. They, yeah, they were excited. It was, it was under a box in the yard. Yard <laughs> <laughs> under just cardboard box. They're like, "Wow, this has been here for so long." I was like, "What?" My original plan was to actually dig up a hole and put it in there, but I didn't. It, it worked the same. So ah, they thought it was real for some reason. <laughs> I also uh, started writing a book one time we were there. You wrote a book? Yeah, I'd love to find it somewhere. I'd wrote two, but one of them was going to be about these people coming. It was because uh, they, they say there's Confederate gold hidden, never found, okay? So my story was going to be about they were searching for it. And uh, they kept seeing ghosts of old soldiers and stuff. I don't know. That was my idea. I have a book at the house like that. No, maybe it was already wrote. I don't know. No, this one was wrote a few years ago. I don't remember what the name of the book was called, but I didn't realize it was about Confederate soldier ghosts when I bought it, or I wouldn't have bought it. (laughs) I just thought it was a Southern Gothic book, and then I got to reading it, and it was like they were seeing these ghost soldiers, and that's just... uh, It just wasn't my thing, so I never finished it. I may have missed the ship on that Yep. You were 20 years ahead of the curve. Craig. I may have been. <laughs> <laughs> ahead of the curve in a lot of things. Our dad said that he invented icicle. Uh, icicle? Christmas lights. Oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He said he came up with those. Came for, with it a long time ago. For a long time. Then and he never saw sudden, had never seen them, and then all of a sudden he started seeing them places. <laughs> we could be the icicle kings. We could be. Man. But now we're not. It stinks. Well... Today, we teased a big story. Did we? <clears throat> yeah, maybe a little bit. A little bit. Um, so we're going to get into a story. First, I'm going to give you a quote. And I want you... Folks, he's going to give you this quote. Guess who said And then, before he tells you who it is, he's going to give you four seconds <laughs> to think about who it could be. Then he's going to tell you who it is. Yeah. And if you guess correctly, 
email us and tell us. <laughs> I was going to say you could pat yourself on the back. That works but, too. You get a card. But if you email picky. us and tell us, we like that too. Yeah. All right. We're going to make Doug guess too because I don't know if he knows who it is. All right. You ready? Yes. Here's where we go. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it. And one path we shall never choose, and that is the path of surrender or submission. Ding, ding, ding. All right. And the answer, uh, Doug, Doug, do you have a guess? guess? You have no idea. The answer is John F. Kennedy. JFK. JFK. Not junior, senior. Um, The real one. (laughs) <laughs> so that quote to me has been uh, interesting, especially in these times. Yeah. Um, so we give you that quote because today is the day we are going to discuss the JFK assassination. John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, I say we're going to discuss it today, but it's probably going to be at this least is two be... parts. It could be three. I'm not sure yet. I would say... Uh... Count on three episodes. It, yeah. Because Craig's saying maybe three. It's safe. So if two. he's saying maybe three, it could possibly be four. <laughs> no, probably not four. So probably I, not four. So it, let's go with three. I could probably finish it in like two and a half. So we'll see what happens. Two and a half. <laughs> let's just go with three. Um, so, JFK, what do you know about him, Nick? I know he was a president and back in the 60s. Okay, so a lot of people claim they love JFK. He's one of their favorites or their favorite. Do you know why? No, I do not know why. But I remember when I was in the ninth grade, we read a story. Okay. And the story was about the day he was assassinated. I'm not sure if it was a true story. I mean, I'm not sure if it was a like a somebody who was alive back then wrote it or if somebody just wrote it about that day. But they did say that it was the saddest day they'd ever seen. Yeah. And the the whole country shut down and everybody was in mourning. Yeah, it did. Um, our grandma was, it was actually, it was almost right before her birthday. Um, and I remember her saying that she was at school and they come over and told everybody and said it was, it was awful. Um, so I asked you why everybody lied. <laughs> Liked him, but my point was, really, uh, they just do. I mean, honestly, there's not... Um, he was in office for a pretty short time. I mean, he was inaugurated on January 20th, 1961, and was killed November 22nd, 63. Um, I'm going to... I need to ask you a question. Yeah. This may show my ignorance, but... That's okay. Uh, the Kennedys are a pretty well-known family they are was he the first kennedy or was there some before him um so you know what you you saying this is where this will be a three-parter oh because even if the kennedy assassination itself takes two and a half we can there's plenty of mystery around the kennedys as a whole um his dad i don't believe his dad held office but his dad did have plans for... They had an older son. Um, his dad's plan was for that boy to be pretty much what John ended up being. What was his name? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't. I so, can't they're not that far away from the bushes. 
Yeah, it's it's very and um, the aspect of Jeb was supposed to be everything George was, <laughs> but except George survived. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of more reasons behind it. Oh. Um, it's not the same. We'll we'll, we'll <laughs> cover it because it starts out with the dad, then to the older son, then to John, and then it goes on even mm. until like this last week. Last week? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, there's something that happened with the Kennedy family last week. Oh, that we'll discuss. Anyway, right. John F. Kennedy was born in Massachusetts in May. Uh, May 29th, to be exact, 1917. And as everyone probably knows, he died November 22nd, 63, at 46 in Dallas. He's buried in Arlington National Cemetery, which I actually visited with Doug last September. I uh, got to go see the Eternal Flame and where he's buried. He I was, didn't get to go. <laughs> he was married to Jacqueline Lee Boivier, um, Jackie Kennedy. He had... A few children, most of you probably have heard of them. Uh, Carolina and John Jr. are probably the most famous ones. So did his little thing with Marilyn Monroe happen before he married her? No. So they were together? Oh, yeah. They oh, were. okay. <laughs> he uh, he loved women. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if anything's official, but yeah, he was with Marilyn during the White House years. Uh, anyway... Uh, he became a, he served in World War II, served in the Navy. Um, some consider him a war hero. Well, I mean, I say some. Pretty much everybody should, if they'd read into his story. Um, he he had an uncanny leadership ability, um, even at that time. So, you know, if you want to read on that, you go ahead, but that's not really what we're talking about today. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting read for those of you who would... Who don't know about it? Who would like to? Yeah, it's pretty so, lengthy as well. It is. It would. It's a. I think it'd be worth it though. Yeah. After the war, uh, in '46, Kennedy ran for Congress, Massachusetts' 11th district, and he won. And he he served in Congress until 1953. When during 1952, he ran for Senate um, and became a senator. Kind of interesting. Tip O'Neill. Uh, became the next congressman from his district, which ended up being Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan had a very interesting dynamic later in the 80s. Uh, anyway, he served as a senator from Massachusetts, and then in 1960, he ran for president. Um, he ran against Richard Nixon in the 60 election, and his vice presidential selection was Lyndon B. Johnson from Texas. LBJ from uh, Texas. We mentioned him a few weeks we ago on the D.V. Cooper one for yeah. some reason. Yeah, we did. We we spoke about Johnson uh, a few weeks ago because he liked to bring people in the bathroom and watch him take dumps and have meetings over the phone and in person with his staff. Yeah. Um. So November 8th was the election. November 8th, 1960, when JFK won. Um, it was kind of controversial. And we probably won't cover that today, but maybe when we talk about the Kennedy family as a whole, we will. So who did he run against? He ran against Nixon. Yeah, Richard Who Nixon. had been vice president under Eisenhower. So when did Nixon win? Uh, Nixon ran again in 68 and won. Oh, okay. And his if anybody's political nerd, uh, Nixon was pretty much left dead in the water after this election because he was damaged goods, went and ran for governor, won California, and pretty much resurrected his career. 
and became president. It's really it's it's pretty interesting as well. Anyway, um, so Nixon's now out of the picture, 1960, and JFK wins, and so his time as president begins. Of course, you know he had a lot of things going on, the Bay of Pigs controversy, all that stuff. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to go into this brings us in April. We're going we're gonna to go through the year of, of 63 and what led to him coming to Dallas in the first place. So in April, April 23rd of 1963, Johnson, who was, as I said, it was from Texas, floats the idea of a Texas visit. Um, kind of laid the groundwork for, for the idea of him visiting. He hadn't been there since he became president. Um, in September of that year... Lyndon B. Johnson hadn't been to Texas? No, no, no. The president, Kennedy, had not been to Texas. Oh, since being president, and oh. he wanted him to come. So September of that year, Governor Conley, uh, which is the governor of Texas at the time, planned on meeting with JFK in D.C., where he formally invited Kennedy to come to Texas. Um, on the 25th, which was the next day, the trip to Texas was announced for November 21st through the 22nd. Then, fast forward November 4th, Jackie was announced to be going as well. She didn't always go with him. I guess because he liked the, the local ladies. I, I don't know if that's really why, but he did. <laughs> but she was not originally intended to go, but she ended up going. Um, November 18th, which we're getting really close to it, JFK says that Lyndon requested that Jackie rides in the car. Pay attention to the timeline. I've mentioned LBJ a few times. Just make a mental note of that for the future. Um, he'll play in. Not later today, A lot today, of this was... Later uh, next week. I mean, uh, so far, based on what I can tell, a lot of this was his idea. Yeah. yeah. So... The Texas having Jackie in the car with him. Yeah. Oh, he moved for all this to happen. He yeah. pushed for all this to happen. Uh, November 19th, JFK tells his secretary that he is officially thinking about dumping Johnson. Um as his running mate for his re-election. He said he's considering Governor Terry Sanford from North Carolina. Has that ever been done before? Somebody said, I don't want this vice president anymore? Off the top of my head, I, I know I know it has. Has it? But I don't know who. Let me think about it, and I can probably answer it, but I can't. Right now, I can't answer it for sure. All right. They leave on their trip. They end up uh, Texas on Thursday, November 21st. They land in San Antonio, the U.S. Air Force... Um, I say they, they land. They land in San Antonio, and he goes to the U.S. Air Force and gives a speech in San Antonio. Then they go to Houston, where they have a dinner honoring a congressman, Albert, uh, I believe it was Albert Thomas, who was retiring. And then they go to Fort Worth, and they arrived at the Hotel Texas in Fort Worth, and that's where they spent the night. Just for <clears throat> Fort Worth. So they were pretty much barnstorming the state. They were going all over the place. Um, he was hitting all the major cities, and then the next day, they Friday, November 22nd, <clears throat> the plan was to go, and they were in Fort Worth already, they were going to get up and go to the Chamber of Commerce breakfast that morning, which they did do. They were going to leave there, and they were going to go to Dallas. Um, he was going to have a luncheon speech in Dallas, and then later that night, they were going to go to Austin and have another event. So, they arrived in Dallas from Fort Worth at 11.38 a.m. at Love Field. Um, 
at 12.29, which was actually ended up being 15 minutes late. Did, uh, you may have said this, I just wasn't paying attention. Did they fly from D.C. to Texas, or did they drive? I'm assuming flew, because, oh. yeah, they did fly because Air Force One was there. So they okay. flew They flew in San Antonio, and then, I'm not sure if in between cities, if they drove to every, no, I guess they flew to every city. Oh, okay. I guess they did their route and flew, because the Air Force One landed in Dallas. All right. Um, so they arrived, like I said, and 15 minutes late, 1229, they pulled down Dealey Plaza. Um, there was two dozen folks out on, I mean, two dozen, there was a lot of people lining the street. Every, every one of these cities, lots and lots of people were lining the streets to see the president. Two dozen folks for sure captured these last moments of him riding onto Houston Street as they were approaching the Texas School Book Depository. They captured him. He he was alive. The last moments, they pulled down this street, and his last moments, a lot of people took pictures of him. I'd say there was more than that. Well. 24 out of all the people who came to see him had cameras? Yeah, I think it's 63. But 24 is not that big a number. Well, it's not, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much cameras cost. I don't know. Okay. That's what I was reading. So I don't right. know. Maybe it's not right. Maybe it's 24 no-no that probably, have released their photos. That's probably just 24 known yeah. people. Um, <clears throat> so the limo, they they pulled down, and they were going down Houston Street, and shots fired when the limo took a sharp turn onto Elm Street. So they turn on the Elm. He had just begun, they say, turning to his right to rave with... To wave with his right hands to folks, and three shots rang out. Um, three shots, yeah, rang out. With the last two being very close together, so pow, pow, pow. Um, he was hit in the upper back, and it exited through his throat. Um, and the next one hit him in the right side of his head, and pretty much like an explosion, part of his skull come out, and Jackie screams obviously, was screaming, and she was heard saying, I have his brains on my hands. Governor Connolly was also shot. He was sitting in the same limo. He was in the in front of them in the seat. Um, when he was shot, he's heard yelling, they're going to kill us all. Which is interesting. Who is all? They're going to kill us all. You know. And who's they? Yeah. Who's they? Who's all? Um, I mean, it all happened so fast. He was, he was, they say he was shot with, they say that, okay, this is the magic bullet. All right. So we're going to talk about it a little later, but I'll go ahead and address it now because this is this, remember this moment when we, we talk about magic bullet, supposedly hit Kennedy and then hit the governor as well. It went, it was a pass through and hit him. Yeah. Supposedly passed <laughs> through his back, out his throat and into Conley. Conley screamed, they're going to kill us all. Or they're going to shoot us all. Whatever he said. They're gonna isn't your all. back lower than your throat? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it project, trajectories make no sense in this. You got, it, uh, these are magic bullets. Um, Oswald was supposedly on the sixth floor of the textbook depository. That would be Lee Harvey. Lee Oswald. Harvey Oswald. Shooting down at the president. And somehow shot him in the back and it came out his throat. 
into the man in front of him. Okay. Okay. Some claim <laughs> there was where did, uh, where did it hit the governor? Where was he hit? It was a flesh wound. No. He was pretty fine. He okay. was pretty much fine. Um, some have said that there was three to eight shots fired. Three to eight. Yeah. There's <laughs> three a big difference. There's three official shots. That's what the Warren Commission will tell you. There's three shots. Some witnesses said up to eight. Hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> after that, they pulled off. I mean, took off. The limo did. JFK was taken to Parkland Hospital where a priest came in to give him his last rites. Um, John Kennedy was a Catholic. That's something that they do. The priest said that they he came in, they pulled the sheet back, and said there was no question that this man had been dead and was dead. Um, and he, I he thought some people claimed rites. he was alive when they got to the hospital. Yeah, that's... I don't understand how, because half his head he was blown off. Um, but I there, heard you they, know, had, they had brain activity or something. Yeah, I don't really know how Jackie's holding his brain. Yeah. I mean, literally, that there is people that say that. There's people that say there is a conspiracy theory, maybe closer to an urban legend, that he is still hooked up alive today. I don't believe that. Uh, no, I don't either. Did, so, they, uh, did they know? Did they know what uh, what caliber bullet was used? Um, don't know it right now. I may have it in my notes later when we talk oh, about it. Okay. I don't remember if I do or not. Anyway, so when he when they arrived there, they called the priest. They performed a trach, tracheot. What's it called? I don't thing know. where they stick a trick. I don't know. They call it trick for short. I don't know how you pronounce it. tracheotomy. Yeah, that's it. And uh, res resuscitation. They went through resuscit. They tried to resuscitate him yeah. with half of his head blown yeah. off. Okay. He was pronounced dead officially at one o'clock, although the doctor said he had no chance of survival when he arrived. He said and he was he, dead when he got here. If he had a bullet go through his throat and through the side of his head, he was dead right there. Yeah. But yeah, the doctor actually said later, he said, in all likelihood, he did not even know what happened. No. Um, I would, I would, I would guess he didn't. Dead. Yeah. Um, the world didn't know until 1.30 that he had died. And that's when they made the official announcement. Um, at 2 o'clock, the body was moved to Air Force One, which is interesting in itself. Comes Adds more to this story because that was illegal. They weren't allowed to do that. He was killed in Texas. Texas was supposed to be able to perform uh, the autopsy. Um, there really wasn't a... There's no official... There is an official autopsy, but it wasn't done there like it was supposed to be done. So they moved the body before they did the... Yes. They flew it back to D.C.? Yes. So, <laughs> conspiracy theorists like myself will say that makes no sense. Why not let them go through what they're supposed to do and figure it out themselves? The, we are told where he was shot. We are told it went through his back, up through his neck. We're told all that. There was... We're told it hit him on so the right side of the head. And there were officially... There were officially three shots. Did yeah. all three officially hit him? Um, I think yeah. I think one was maybe a flesh wound on him, but oh. two was two were pretty dead. fatal hit. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, just keep that in mind. That is on for sure. They did take it um, without you know supposed, to, and they they did try to stop them. Um, Secret Service pretty much threatened everybody that got in their way and told them to get out of the way. So they did. Um, Johnson was then sworn in on Air Force One. 
um, and news broke and it pretty much was all over the air and TV. Um, so that's what happened. Kennedy leading up to the day and during the day. So now we'll talk about the man that is said to be the one, the lone wolf or the patsy, uh, or part of a bigger conspiracy. There's three options there, I guess. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, what do you know about Oswald? Anything? Uh, I know they said he shot him. And they said, so my point is that there's where the shots came from, and they ran up there and found his gun. All right, well, let's teach you about Lee. <laughs> we're not going to, we're going to, we're going to inform a, you. Uh, this isn't in depth. This is just an overview of him. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm going to pretty much go over Lee. All right, we're not going to go over his, like, a, when he was... Five years old, he was beat by a stepmom or stuff like that. Yeah, no, I don't okay. know about all that. I'm not going to go into anything that may have um, made him his, uh, his psyche. Uh, no, no, no. He he was born October 18th, 1939, in New Orleans, Louisiana. And he died November 24th, 1963, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, he died when? November 24th, 1963, Dallas, Texas. Two Arca days Two after days later? Kennedy. Um... He actually was pronounced dead in the same hospital in Parkland. He was taken there for the same things. Uh, mm. Kind of interesting. He served in the military. He joined the Marines October 24th, um, 1956. Joined the Marines in October 30... Uh, on October 31st, 1959, he went to the Soviet Union as a Marine. Um... June 13th, 1962, he came back to the United States with a wife who was Russian. Um, Mar do we, uh, do Marina, we know, I believe is her name. Marine, do we know what he did while he was over in the Soviet Union? Um, this is pretty... There's, you know, theories. We'll, we'll get into more oh. of his personal beliefs and things here in a minute. All right. Uh, right now, I'll just kind of overview him. Um, came back with a wife and child. March... 12th of 63, he ordered a rifle, okay, under a pseudonym. What name was that? Alec Hedel. Hedel. Was the name he used. Alec Hedel. Um, he ordered it on the 12th, and he received it on the 13th. That's some pretty okay. fast shipping, yeah, that's son. quicker than Amazon Prime. He might have ordered it from like the the local gun store. Well, yeah, he may. I think what he did. Who just brought it to he, his house the next I, day? I think he called and said, "I want this gun." And then he went and picked up the oh. next day or something. Oh. Anyway, um, April tenth of '63, retired General Edwin Walker was shot at. Um, his wife, in a few years later, said that it could have been Lee. He could have been the one that tried. It could have been Lee. There's no. And it could have been any of the other thousands of people who lived near there. Yeah, but I will, uh, well, we'll cover that in a minute. Okay. June 3rd of 63, Oswald applies for a passport uh, and is given one to travel as a tourist abroad. September 17th of 63, Lee gets a 15-day Mexican travel card. September 23rd, 63, he travels to Mexico City, hopes to travel from there to Cuba. Because from Mexico you, to Cuba? Yeah, because you couldn't travel from the yeah. United States to Cuba. 
So on the 27th in Mexico, he visits the Cuban consulate three different times to try to get a visa, but is denied each time. Mm-hmm. October 3rd, Lee goes to Dallas. On October 15th of 63, Oswald has one of his friends call the book depository to try to get him a job, and he is hired as a seasonal worker. November 22nd, um, 1963. Yeah. What is known that happened or believed to have happened for, there's not as much doubt around this. He did, for all we know, he shot a policeman at 115 that day. He did kill a policeman. Um, he was seen, uh, fleeing his home. Um, he fleed his home. Okay. So <laughs> he left work. He left the book depository. Sad. Which we'll go in, into his day there a little later. He leaves the book play, the work, goes to his home. His landlady sees him. There's a police car drives by outside. He leaves his house walking towards Jack Ruby's house. Was he carrying a gun? No, he had nothing. Well, he had a pistol this time, apparently. Just, I mean, he wasn't carrying a rifle yeah. around. Policeman stops him. He kills the policeman. That makes him go to the Texas Theater instead because he's trying to go and hide somewhere. When he's arrested, he says, It's all over now. That's what he shouts. Claimed the entire time that he was a patsy. From the get-go, he said, I've been framed, I've been set up, I am a patsy. So he didn't do it. And then, two days later, on the 24th, Jack Ruby shoots him on live TV. And who is Jack Ruby? That old... Jack Ruby is a Dallas nightclub owner with extreme ties to the mob and other... uh... And why was it on national TV? Well, I say national TV. They they got done with Hart Lee... Mm-hmm. at the police station and they were moving him to wherever they were going to place him. Oh, he got shot while he was and being he, transported? And he was being transported. Uh, it's kind of strange because they said one of the people that, one of the policemen that was escorting him out said to him, said, if somebody comes in here trying to kill you, they better have as good aim as you do because he shot the president mm. and didn't miss because he's like, I don't want to be shot because they're aiming at you. And Lee said, laughed and said, you don't have anything to worry about or something like that. And then Jack Ruby, uh, I mean, there's video of it. Jack Ruby comes out of the crowd, puts the gun right up to his belly and shoots him and kills him. Um, So Oswald's theories. There's a lot of theories on Oswald. Um, Oswald's theories or theories people have on Oswald? Yeah, I guess theories people have on these are not theories that oswald had yeah yeah okay (laughs) so okay so more about oswald uh a lot of people believe that he was set up including himself he claimed that he was um there was many oswalds that had been seen around okay a lot of people that looked like oswald a lot of people that people said yeah there's lee harvey oswald what people saw him all over what did he look like was he just your average guy five nine Normal build, dark hair, clean shaven. And this was in 1963, so yeah. uh, I mean, that's probably everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that—that's one of the things, you know. It he wouldn't stand out in the crowd. No. Um. So reasons that people do believe he was—he was the killer uh, or the assassin. He was a socialist. 
and socialist. His nickname was when he was in when he was in the Marines. His nickname was uh, I can't even Oswaldors or something like what? that. What would very Russian sound? Why would a, why would he join the Marines? Why would a socialist join the Marines? Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know. And you got to think this is stuff that's been said about him. I mean, did, okay, so did he become a socialist in the Soviet Union? I don't think there's answers to any of this. Well, I, at all. I like, don't know. It, it's it's a. I mean, I guess his wife has probably spoken on this stuff, um, but I don't, I don't know. know. This is just what we've gathered well, from Oswald's. All right. Well, if he was actually a socialist, unless he had ulterior motives, he must have became one while he was in the military, because I don't know why a socialist would join an American Marine. I I don't know either. It doesn't really make sense. Um, I know that he, they said that he did want citizenship in Russia, because now he said he was a communist. Oh. He's not only a socialist, now he's a commie. Um, (laughs) He was denied. This, he was... When I say he was, remember there was people that claimed that there was other Oswalds around. There's claims that there is it Oswald imposters. There's claims that people stole his identity, and there's actually some proof that that did happen. So Oswald, this is quotes Oswald. So could there Oswald did apply for Russian citizenship? What? So I'm a. So could there be? So it's possible. They were Oswald impersonators. Yeah. Just like Saddam Hussein had impersonators. Yeah. There could have been people acting like him. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, he was denied citizenship to Russia and committed, uh, committed attempted to commit suicide when he was denied. Um, as I said before, he was linked to the other attempt on that general. And now pretty much they say it was him that did it. Like him that attempted it. Even though there's really no proof that he did. So uh, I'm trying to get a timeline on this. Yeah. When did he get so did his trying to get citizenship to be a Russian? This was, was this, all earlier. Was this after the Marines though? Was he already out of the military? He was, yeah, he would have been out of the Marines. So, time. so it was in between like So if he got let's say he was in the Marines probably four years. Yeah. So all this happened from sixty to sixty three. Yeah. And then okay. Yeah. Pretty little tight. Not not much room here of time, honestly. It's right. a lot of movement in Oswald's life. Um, that That's some reasons that they say he was that points to, yeah, he might be wanting to kill a president. Well, his wife had a best friend that said that he loved JFK and that he would praise him all the time. She had a photo framed of Kennedy in her kitchen and he would come over and they would talk about him, how much he liked him. Um... Jared pa- Gerald Posner, which is who was an investigative journalist um, in the past, said that he didn't. He said that from everything he had found, Oswald did not hate JFK. Um, when he was arrested, he attempted to make several phone calls to Raleigh, North Carolina. Who'd he call? They don't know. They don't know the number. I mean, I, I'm sure they know the number, but they don't know who it was. He, But they said it was odd who mm-hmm. he was trying to call. They don't know who it was. Um, they want to say that he went to the book depository working because it gave him the perfect location to pull off the shooting. But he had no money and took job, any job he could get, he took. It gave him the perfect location 
When did he take this job? Uh, October. Was it known that Nick's or that uh, JFK was going to be right not, there? You know, I, that's I don't know if the I know I don't know if the official route was released at the time. I mean, I don't think they'd be like, oh, here's where he's going to be driving. Yeah, through. I mean, it, it was over a month before, you know, because he probably he took the job in in October. Um, it was like middle to early October. Uh, it's I guess they could. I don't know. It, it could have been released, it, but that's that's why they say he was working there. Okay, <laughs> that's what it said. Or not what it said. That's what people do say. Um, his gun was there on the sixth story of the book depository. A witness, uh, well, a few, I think three official witnesses, but a few, uh, a witness said that they saw him coming down from the sixth floor and his handprints were on the gun. Well, okay. he was his gun. But it was, his, that's exactly right. It was his gun. Your handprints is going to be on the gun regardless if you're the one to pull the trigger right then or if you shot it three months ago. Your handprints yeah. is going to be the one on it. Fingerprints. Okay. Earlier, yeah. Well, his handprints was on it. And I'm assuming his fingerprint was on the trigger too, but I think it might have, they might have just got like a partial off the trigger. Anyway, okay. it would. I'm sure it was his. Yeah. I mean, there's no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. his gun. I mean, but but that doesn't mean he did it. No. <laughs> but his gun was there, yeah. so there is that. Um, earlier in the day, there was some people that saw him on the sixth floor, but he did a lot of work on the sixth floor, and it was somewhere that they had a lot of supplies that they moved around a lot. So there was reasons for him to be up there. He had a history. So all this tied together, they say this guy was, he didn't have many friends either. So, okay, they say he was long, lonely. But he was was socialist. But he was married. But he was married and had a kid, yes. Married with a kid, but had no friends. History of violence, or so they say. They say, they point to him killing the cop as a history of violence. They said he killed a cop, but he also had personators who could have, there are a lot of things that I see. There's a lot. There's so much here. There really is. And they say he loved Kennedy. Yeah. But they also say he was a socialist. Yeah. Socialist commie. Anti-American by some, they say. Kennedy But fans. he served in the Marine. But he liked Kennedy. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, now, here's some things that point to him not doing it. Okay? Um, there's doubt over whether it was his gun that was actually used in the shooting. They did... Um, like I said, the single bullet or the magic bullet theory is that somehow he shot from, like I said before, shot from that angle and it traveled down into Kennedy's back and then it turned upward and come out of Kennedy's throat and then it went into Governor Conley. That is a special bullet right there. I guess it could be possible if it hit his spine ricochet. and ricocheted. That, well, that's what they say, that it ricocheted and did this. It would have to have been a real good... Rick, it would but it would have, have to, been to be... Per- things would have be. to happen perfectly. Yeah. All right. There's three total people... There's three people that verifiably did see him that morning, and they said that he did not have a gun when he came in to work. All right. The FBI and the Army, and pretty sure they used to have some TV specials about this too because I've seen some footage, tested the gun... This gun that they said was his and that he shot and killed him with. They said it was in very poor condition and it wasn't accurate. They said they had... When he was in the Marines, he had adequate... He was considered an adequate shot, which is not good. In 1956, he qualified as a uh, sharpshooter, which was the middle of the road. Yeah. 
It goes marksman, sharpshooter, expert. But then in 1959, the last time he had to qualify, he was only a marksman, which is the lowest rating. Yeah. So he had seemed to have gotten worse with his worse. with his shooting. <laughs> he was not an so expert just, marksman. So he was just a, he, he, just, was, a he was good enough deal. to pass. He, was, he passed, but he was not nothing special <laughs> with a gun. They've had better marksmen try to make this shot in reenactments, and they said they could not make the shot of could not do three shots in six seconds successfully to kill Kennedy. And uh, do they have a distance? How far the shot was? Oh. I don't know right off oh. right now, no. But I know that it's been studied and failed by multiple marksmen. Um, then they want to say, you know, he attempted to kill the general, so now he was just going after the president. Well, he was never connected to the general thing until afterwards, years afterwards, actually, where his wife said, well, maybe, you know, it could have been him because she's, now you've been told your husband done this and that and the other. Well, so now they've officially tied him to it and said it was him. You get a bunch of With people. No, in, they have no proof. You get a bunch of suits and uniforms telling your wife one thing. You could, right. You might change your way of thinking. Yep. I looked at, I got on my phone here, looked it up, and based on what I found, uh, the weapon used that they said Lee Harvey Oswald owned was a 6.5 millimeter Carcano rifle. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that before. But that's what they say he was killed with. JFK was killed with. 6.5 Arcano. Yeah. Introduced in 1891. And it's not really a great gun. <laughs> Even in good condition, they're not... I mean, it doesn't make sense to, to be what it's supposed to be. Anyway, so into the imposters. In New Orleans, they were supposedly... He was supposedly seen in New Orleans talking with Cuban exiles at one point in time. Um, on November 9th, he was at a friend at his wife's friend's house, the one with the JFK photo. He was there and his wife was there. But he was seen two separate places at the same time. One of them was driving, test driving a car and at a, a hotel downtown applying for a job. Okay. J. Edgar Hoover which was the head of the FBI, told LBJ that he had a photo of a fake Oswald, as he called him, at the Soviet embassy. And he said this Oswald, this was after everything and they had him in custody. He said, this Oswald's not the same Oswald I have on the Soviet embassy. He said, the voice doesn't match. And you could, you, I guess you could tell it wasn't him. They had a file on Oswald. They, the government had filed on Oswald. Hoover said his identity was possibly taken. Okay. <laughs> the the CIA also had a file. And he had a CIA contact in Dallas. This contact, I, I couldn't pronounce his name. So I didn't even write it down because honestly it was about 10 miles long. And I really don't know what the name was. What, uh, could you tell where it was from? Was like a, was it been a Russian, Eastern European name or I Mexican mean, he, name? He was a... Yeah, it was like European, Russian, European? Oh, okay. but he was or Slovakian, something like that. You know, Polish. It wasn't Polish, but anyway, um, the CIA operative watched over him and his wife, and over time changed his official opinion on Oswald. Okay. Anyway, he also said that the CIA operative also said that 
Oswald liked Kennedy and told him that he thought he could be end up being one of the best presidents of all time if he could pull off some of the things he was trying to do. Um, so he had this CIA handler for some reason, but we're told Lone Wolf Crazy Guy just did this. Okay. Anyway, there is a story of another patsy or potential patsy in JFK. Um, his name was Thomas Arthur Vallow. Before we get into this, are we going to get into the... Some people say the shots could have came from the fence. Or is that a different, completely different thing? No, yeah. Some people say that it came from the grassy knoll. Some people say the shots came in different directions, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Is that going to be any part of what we talk about? Um, or is that a just completely different different? We're going to discuss a lot of theories. I don't oh. know if that will come. I mean, that that is probably, yeah. Okay. We'll probably talk about that. Well, I was wondering if this was what you were getting into. No, oh, no, 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 no. This is totally different. Oh, okay. And this, to me, is one of the biggest pieces of evidence that he was framed. All right. This is very... This is not something you hear very often, but it's very interesting. All right. So, Thomas Arthur Vallow. He lived in Chicago. I've he never was, heard of him. No. He was also an ex-Marine. Pretty much... Just like Oswald was. Did he serve with Oswald? Um, I don't. I didn't see that. If he did, um, he was pretty much like Oswald. He worked at a warehouse. He was socialist. He he was supposed socialist. He had a lot of the same opinions that they say Oswald had. Okay, worked at a warehouse that JFK's motorcade was supposed to come by on November second in Chicago. Okay, he worked on the third floor, which was a better. Had a better view of where Kennedy was going to be than where Oswald was on the sixth floor, um, of a totally different warehouse in Chicago. Okay? Yeah. I mean, in completely across a long yeah. ways from Texas. That can't that trip, um, of Kennedy's was canceled. Okay, so that one never happened. The next day, a landlord called cops and said that she had had four men that had been renting rooms from her, and she said she went in and they had four rifles. And four, um, four rifles with four scopes. And was this in Chicago? This was in Chicago. This was in Chicago. That were left in the room. Um, if uh, they were written, wouldn't she know their names? Yeah, but I mean, it didn't say. Oh. So, but pretty much this sounds like to me was another dry run on this. Yeah. If this one didn't That's succeed, a, they they had other situations set up in different cities across the country, and maybe this was the fourth one that we. I mean, it it sounds like it, it sounds like there a, was a plot for Kennedy's life, and it was going to happen in one city or another. Sounds like it could have been let's kill him in Chicago. That one didn't happen. Oh, let's move to Texas. Yeah, and maybe if it wasn't happening in Texas, there might be another story somewhere else that didn't just pan out because it didn't happen yet, uh, or didn't make it do it. How many in? Uh, how long was this? His he was traveling across the country. How many stops did he made? Kennedy. He was supposed to went to Chicago, but didn't I, make it. I don't know. I don't. Only I don't know. He I mean, was gearing up. I know the midterm election was over, and he was kind of starting getting into his reelection campaign a little bit. So, if, but untold, I'm sure a lot. I mean, how uh, there might have every stop he met, every city he had been to, how, they could have had it, could have and it just didn't pan out to where they'd have been. Right. Yep. Um. So back to Oswald. On that day, they said that his 
temperament did not seem of that of a murderer, the people that saw him. They said that one minute after Kennedy was shot, okay, he was on the second floor of the book depository drinking a Coke so in, in, in the one, cafeteria. One minute he made it from the sixth one, floor to yes. the... F- the what, the second yep. floor and was drinking a Coke. Was sitting there drinking a Coke. That's some fast moving. They said that uh, the man that saw him said that he wasn't acting suspicious. He wasn't out of breath and he was just acting normal and calm or sitting there drinking or standing there drinking a Coke. <laughs> um, Robert Reed, who also worked there, saw him later and he agreed. Okay. And he said he just looked like it was a normal day. So what led them to him? He shot the policeman. Did they know that? Well, let's give me, let me, let me finish out what happened next and I'll tell you. So Oswald then left work after the, they saw him drinking the Coke and he, they asked him why he left for the day. And he said, well, there was a lot of chaos going on and I figured we were pretty much done for the day. So I went home. Why did you leave for the day? The president just got shot and the people around you are going crazy. Right. Um, as I said (laughs) earlier, sorry. Why'd you leave work? Well, the president was shot upstairs from somebody upstairs. Maybe, yeah. I mean, if they... Right. That's what they're saying. It's a stupid question. You'd think the place would have shut down. Yeah, and I'm sure they did because pretty much everywhere else did. So that's a stupid question. Why did you leave work? Yeah. Okay. Um, Oswald left. As I said before, went home. Police car drove by outside for some reason. We don't really know why. Um, He was not under... He wasn't really... Nobody really thought about him yet, as we know, or as we've been told. Um, he was seen leaving, walking in the direction of Jack Ruby's house, which was not that far. Policeman pulled him over. He supposedly shot the policeman and ran. That's why he was arrested at the Texas in in the theater because they said that he had shot a policeman. He claims that he didn't. I'm pretty sure he claims he didn't do either of them. Yeah. That's pretty much where we're at today. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna is that how we're going to end off we're our We're going to end episode one on that. Um, gives you a lot to mull over. This is part one That's of part the series. Part one, not episode one. Part one of the series. Um, and then we're going to cover some theories later. I've never really looked into these, uh, what happened to JFK other than I knew he was killed. But... If I had, I probably wouldn't. Just based on what I've heard so far from you today, I don't... <laughs> there's a lot that says Oswald didn't do it. There's a lot. But he is the perfect patsy. If you think about it. If all this stuff they say about him is true, he was social, he was blah, 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 blah. He's the... No friends. He's the perfect person to set up as the person that would do this. And how old was his kid at the time? He's very young. Um... I mean, him and his wife hadn't been together, I mean, like, under three or less. Yeah. wonder if he knew about these impersonators out there, or if they were secret, just trying to set him up. I don't want, I, I'm going to save my, I'm going to put together my full theory, and I'm going to tell you my full theory on either day two or three. uh, I don't have enough information yet to form a theory, but. I think that he was, I think he knew about a lot of it. (laughs) All right, on part three, or not part Two, three, or four, whenever our last one is, Doug's going to tell us his theory. Yeah, we're going to make Doug tell us his theory. I'll tell you my theory. Right now? No, not. I don't have one. I just told you I don't have enough information. (laughs) Okay. 
So whenever I hear all the facts, I will have an opinion. And I will tell you, go ahead and tell you that. The reason this is going to be so long, there is a ton. You could probably do it even double what I'm going to end up I mean, doing. This could, but we could probably have this the whole. You could do a whole podcast like a whole year on this. Yeah, you could. Um, but this case in itself, I've read multiple books on. Like this has been something I've studied since I was quite young. I don't really know why. Uh, it's already always been intriguing. I never was a big fan of Kennedy. I mean, really, I mean, I never really. But now I kind of am. Uh, I know why you've always read about it. Why? Because we don't like being lied to. Yeah, well, I don't like being lied to. We don't like believing stuff just because the government tells us is what happened. Yeah, and we're going through that. Um, hmm. All right, well, guys. This be- has been another episode of Messer Brothers Presents. I'm Craig. Yes, he is Craig. I am Nick. I'm sitting over there running our equipment, equipment sound man. Audio visual man without the video is <laughs> Doug, and we are Messer Brothers Presents. Thank you all for listening. See you later. <laughs>